everybody. Man, so great to see everybody. Can you believe that this series is already almost over? The last week of this series we've been doing called If. How many of you, God has done something in your life in this last month as we've been believing for that? Like two of you. Come on, help me out. How many of you? Yeah, God has been doing awesome stuff in our lives as we've been talking about this little bitty word that's just two little letters. And yet in these two little letters, there is such incredible potential and power. The word is if. So everybody say if. And what we have discovered is that the power of if is this, is that if always leads to then. And we see that throughout the scripture that God has so many problems or so many promises for us in the scripture and in the word of God that are dependent upon these ifs that God says, if you will, then this is what I will do in your life. And so we've just been trying to build your faith this month. And we've been looking at some of these promises through the word of God. We began with the biggest one, I think of all really kind of the foundation for the whole series is found in Romans chapter eight. And if you know it, why don't you say it aloud with me? It goes like this. If God is for us, then who can be against us? And what a powerful thought that if God really is for us, then no matter what we face and no matter what happens in our lives and no matter what comes against us, that we know that God is for us and nothing and no one can stand against us. And we said, Hey, if God really is for us, Then there are some things that we ought to do, and we've decided to do these things as a church. And that is this. The first one is this. We ought to dream big. So everybody say, dream big. We ought to dream big. That if God is really on our side, then we ought to believe him for great things. We ought to dream big dreams. In fact, we studied it in this series in Mark chapter 9, the promise of God that God says that anything is possible if we just believe. And so we decided we're going to believe for the impossible. In fact, we built a wall and we put if on it and we said we're going to take all the dreams that are in our heart, the things that we're believing God for and put them up on the wall and we're going to pray and believe God to do good things and great things in our life because God is for us. We're going to dream big. The second thing we said is this, is that if we're going to dream big and if God is for us, then this is what we got to do. We got to pray hard. So everybody say pray hard. In fact, that's what big dreams cause us to do. They cause us to have to pray hard, to have to really depend upon God. We studied the scripture that God says, if we will, as God's people, humble ourselves and pray, then God will hear us and he will heal our lives and our land. And so we've set aside every Sunday night through the month of August to spend some time praying and believing God for these things. In fact, tonight, everybody say tonight. Tonight, we're going to be back from five o'clock to six o'clock. Don't miss it. The finale of the If Prayer Nights is going to be a powerful, powerful time. And then we said, if God is for us, not only are we going to dream big and we're going to pray hard, but here's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to go long. So everybody say, go long. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning, that if God is for us, we're going to dream big dreams. We're going to pray hard and believe God for big things. And even when things get difficult and even when they take a long time, we're not going to give up. In fact, that's what we're going to look at today. One of my favorite uh, promises in the word of God is found in Galatians chapter six and verse number nine. So if you have your Bibles, why don't you go ahead and turn with me to Galatians chapter six and verse number nine. You can look on your LifeGate app or on your notes as well today. And while you're getting that, while you're turning there, let me just ask you a question. You're going to have to help me out with this a little bit. We need full audience participation today. How many of you by the show of hands today have ever felt like giving up? Come on, raise your hand. 
all over the room. Come on, look around. That's almost every single person in the place today. Some of you are like, yeah, man, I got this new job and I was so excited about the job and I get there and the first week I hate the boss and I hate the people and I just want to go take this job and shove it. I quit. Come on. Anybody ever been there before, right? You know what I'm saying? Some of you are like, man, I need to lose some weight. And so I start this diet and it's just low carb, low carb, low carb, low carb. And after about three days, I'm going, I'm dying. I need a piece of bread and some sugar. In fact, if I had some bread and some sugar, I'd make a bread and sugar sandwich. I quit. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Come on. You've been there. Or maybe you're like, man, I'm going to get in shape. And you know, you believe that crazy guy on the late night infomercials, that Tony guy that said in 90 days, you can be ripped if you just do this and you do it for like 90 seconds. And you're like, I'm not ripped. I think I got ripped off. I hate this. I quit. Some of you went back to school and you're going, oh, it'd be awesome if I could just go back to school. And you go back to school and about three days into it, you're like, what am I doing? And you just want to give up. Come on, raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about, right? And the truth of the matter is that's all of us. You know, I've been there before. I know that, you know, we're getting ready to celebrate 10 years as a church. That's pretty cool, right? 10 years as a church. And it just kind of makes me kind of reminisce a little bit. And some, some of you look at the church the way that it is now and you go, man, look at this. It's awesome. You know, three services and all these people that we're reaching and all this great stuff that's happening. And, you know, pastor, just everything just went smooth and good and everything always just worked out for you. And I'm sure everything was great, but I got to tell you that is far from from the truth. Because in this past 10 years, there have been moments and there have been times when I just wanted to quit. I wanted to give up on the dream. In fact, I, I was just reminiscing a little bit about this, a real specific time that, you know, we went through a really difficult time and season in ministry. I'll tell you about it a little bit more later. But I remember specifically sitting on the side of the bathtub in our master, be- in our master bath in our house telling my wife, I, I can't do this anymore. The closest I've ever been to actually giving up and quitting was in that moment. And we all feel that way sometimes, don't we? I mean, if you're going to have a dream and if you're going to follow God, there are going to be moments and times in your life when you feel like giving up. In fact, that's why this promise that we're going to look at today is so incredibly powerful. In fact, let's look at it together. It's going to be on the screen there for you. And why don't you say it aloud with me as we read it? Now, let me just tell you, I had to tell the first services too, in order to read it aloud, you're going to have to move your mouth and then volume is going to have to come out. So, all right. So help us with this on the count of three, one, two, three, it says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest. If we do not give up what an incredible promise from God, God says, Hey guys, there will be times when you feel like quitting. There will be times when you get tired and when you grow weary. In fact, I wouldn't be telling you not to grow weary and not to get tired and not to give up if there weren't going to be those times in your life. There will be times when you want to quit and times when you're tired and when you're weary. But God says, here's the incredible promise that I have for you, that in those times when you're tired and when you're weary, if you do not give up, you will reap a harvest of my blessings in your life. How many want to have that kind of harvest in your life? Well, here's what you got to understand about harvest is this. Anybody that knows anything about, about agriculture, anybody that's ever planted anything, even if you've ever planted some grass in your yard, you know this, that you don't just put the seed down and then a couple of moments later, suddenly there is grass. Suddenly there is harvest. No, you know what it takes. It takes time. 
You know, it takes energy. You know that you have to plant the seed in the ground and then you have to water the seed and you have to fertilize it and you have to get rid of some of the weeds that would come in to try to choke the seed out and you have to give it some time to grow and to develop before eventually you see anything come from that seed. And that's the way God's dreams are for our life as well. In fact, if you're taking notes, why don't you go ahead and write this down today? If if you're taking notes, write this down. Dreams are conceived long before they are achieved. Isn't that true? That we don't just have a dream and then all of a sudden we wake up the next day and the dream has already come to pass. No, there is a time in between. There is a, there is a middle ground. And some of you, that's where you are today. Some of you, you're, you're believing God for great things in your life, but you find yourself, you find yourself in that time in between. You find yourself in the middle and it's in the middle where sometimes we feel like giving up. In fact, I believe that that's one of my jobs as a pastor is to encourage you in those middle times because you're going to have those times when it's just like, I know what God has called me to do. I have the dream. I have the faith. I'm believing God for these things, but it's not happening and I'm not seeing it and it's getting difficult and I just feel like giving up. So today what I want to do is I just want to challenge you and I want to encourage you. If you're here and you've ever felt like giving up before, I want to just share a few things from the life of one of my favorite characters in the entire Bible. In fact, you can't talk about not giving up on your dream without talking about a guy named Joseph. How many remember Joseph? You remember his story? If you don't remember his story, it's found in the book of Genesis. I believe it's Genesis chapter 37 where his story starts. And without going into it too deep, we know that God, that God gave this guy Joseph a dream and so he gets excited about his dream. He tells his brothers about his dream, but they don't really like it that much. They're not as excited as he was. And so they beat him up. They put him in a pit, sell him into slavery, goes from slavery into prison and all of this stuff that happens to Joseph. And yet, even in the midst of all this stuff that happens to Joseph, Joseph never gives up. And I want to just see three things from the life of Joseph today. If you're taking notes, go ahead and write these three things down today. The first one is this. Don't give up, even if the dream doesn't start off very well. Here's the deal is sometimes you'll have a dream and sometimes it doesn't exactly get off to the kind of start that you thought that it would get off to. In fact, this is what we see happen with Joseph in Genesis chapter 37 and verse number five. Look what it says. It says one night Joseph had a dream. Pretty cool, right? And then he told his brothers about it and they what? They, everybody say it aloud. They hated him all the more. How many would say that's not exactly the start probably that Joseph was thinking about his dream. I mean, that wasn't exactly the warm reception he was hoping to get that. I know. I mean, in, in, in being fair, Joseph, maybe he needed to work on his humility just a little bit, but still, even the way that he presented the dream didn't deserve to be hated. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't stop there. It actually gets worse as we read down a little further in Genesis chapter 37, verse 18. It says, and when Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him at a distance. And as he approached, they made plans to kill him. Now, all right, just be honest here today. How many of you have ever wanted to kill one of your siblings before? Come on, just raise your hand. We won't tell them if they're here. We won't tell nobody or whatever. And my, my sister, uh, we, have just, we have this special relationship. And she swears that one time when we were little that I actually tried to kill her. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't know. And here's the deal. We've all wanted to kill our siblings before, but it's not literal. But right here, it's a literal thing. That Joseph has a dream 
and his brothers want to kill him for it. I would say that dream didn't get off to a very good start. And some of you, maybe that's kind of where you're at, that, you know, you believe God for something. You wrote it out on the wall and you said, man, I'm believing. And before you even got it up on the wall, you're getting a phone call or a text message and you're finding yourself struggling with some stuff. Or maybe you prayed and you prayed and prayed for something, but things didn't get better, but they got worse. And you're going, man, this is not starting off the way that I thought that it would start off. Man, I think about our story. I mean, this, this story basically is, is our story. As we started this church a little over 10 years ago, we didn't exactly get off to a great start. In fact, the start of this church, you want to know who was the church planting team that planted this church? It was me and my wife and my two-year-old daughter and my one-year-old daughter. Not exactly the makings of a mega church, if you know what I'm saying. And I mean, it didn't start off that great that we tried to find, you know, people to help us. And we tried to find a place to have services and nobody would let us have services there until finally we had to have services on Saturday nights. And I mean, this thing didn't start off very well. And we prayed and we prayed and we asked God to send good, you know, leaders to come and help us to plant the church and be part of our of our launch team. And God sent us people, but it wasn't exactly the people that we would have probably picked. I mean, as people started joining our team, like on our launch launch team. We had one guy who was addicted to pornography on our launch team. We had another family that had been divorced and remarried several times and had only been remarried for a few months and only been saved for a couple of weeks. I'm not kidding. Another guy who came and joined our team and it was just within like six weeks of starting the church that his wife left him. I mean, these are not exactly the people that I would have picked to be my church planting team on the dream team. How you know what I'm saying? We didn't exactly get off to a, to a good start, but we didn't give up. And some of you maybe even look at your life and you go, man, my life didn't get off to a good start. Pastor, you, you don't know what happened to me. You don't know what I've done and God could never use me. But I'm here to tell you that God has a dream for your life. And even if it doesn't get off to a good start, don't give up. Number two, write this down. Don't give up. Even if it gets a little crazy sometimes, here's what I know is that if you have a dream, there are going to be some hard times and there are going to be some times when it's going to get a little crazy. In fact, I I like this. Paul describes following Jesus, following his plan and his, his dream for your life. He describes it as running in a race in the book of Corinthians. He talks about that. and, And I think that's a good illustration. And yet I think there might even be a little bit better illustration that Paul might've even used if he would have lived in our day and time, because I think following Jesus and following God's dream for your life is less like running in a race and more like being a football player. How many like football? How many excited about football season? Come on, starting up in a couple of weeks, right? And here's, here's the thing about a, about a race is that if you're in a race, you have a goal that you're running towards the goal and you stay in your lane and everybody else stays in their lane and they, you know, shoot the gun and you go off towards the goal and there's nothing really between you and the goal. But in a football game, you have a goal that you're going towards. They hand the ball to you. You begin running towards the goal and you got 300 pound dudes that are trying to knock you on your backside. How many know what I'm saying? And here's the deal is sometimes following Jesus is a whole lot like that, that it's not like there's this goal and I just run straight towards the goal and there's no problems. No, no, no. It's like I got the goal and then there's all these things that are happening. There's these 255 pound linemen or linebackers that are trying to ear hole me and put me on the ground. 
In fact, how many like Emmett Smith? Come on, Emmett Smith fans, Cowboy fans in the, in the house. Emmett Smith sets and holds the record for all-time leading rusher in the NFL. Emmett Smith ran for 18,355 yards. Pretty incredible, right? But you know what's even more incredible than that is that out of those 18,355 yards, he got knocked down every 4.2 yards. But he got back up. He got back in the huddle. He said, give me the ball again. And he began running. And here's the deal is that this is the way it is following after God's dream for your life. That there's going to be things that are going to come that are going to knock you down and you've got to decide I'm not going to give up. Man, you look at Joseph's life and you'll see this is exactly what happened with him. He gets a dream, exciting stuff. Goes and tells his brothers, not so exciting stuff, right? He tells his brothers, they put him in, put him in a pit, throw him, into, throw him in the pit and sell him into slavery. He becomes a slave in Potiphar's house and God's blessing and favor is on him so much that he rises to the top until they begin to put him in charge of everything in the household. Things are going good. He's running with the ball. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes the linebacker to plow him down. The, the, the wife of Potiphar falsely accuses him of some stuff. He gets thrown into prison. He gets in prison and there the favor of God is upon him and he begins to climb to the top again until the warden of the prison puts him in charge of the whole prison and he interprets some dreams and his friends get out and they say, we're going to remember you when we get out and they get out and they forget about him. And over and over, you see this guy who didn't just run a race towards the goal. He ran until something knocked him down. But every time he got back up and he kept on running. And I think about our story here at LifeGate. And, you know, as I've just reminisced about it in this, over this last few weeks, thinking about the 10 year, 10 year anniversary, I remember a time about five years ago, man, things didn't get off to a great start, but they kind of began to get a little bit of momentum. And we, the church began to kind of grow. And we were getting to, you know, a couple of hundred people that were coming to the church. I feel like, man, things are going, things are going pretty good. It's starting to get exciting. And I remember on Mother's Day, 2011, we come to church and have an fantastic Mother's Day and just two full services and just amazing things. And we go out to lunch afterwards and take my wife to lunch and all of that. And then I get a phone call. One of those phone calls that ear holds you, you know what I'm talking about? It's a phone call from our youth pastor. He says, Pastor, there's some stuff going on I need to, I need to talk to you about. I said, okay, come over and we'll talk. And as we began to explore, we began to find out that the youth pastor's wife had had a, have an, an affair and it was with our worship pastor. You can imagine, you can imagine how I felt. You can imagine what was happening. The dream has just begun to start taking place and then all of a sudden, Things are crazy. I, I can ima- you can imagine how I, how I felt as I was as I was thinking, what's going to happen? I mean, we're just a we're just a little five year old church, and man, I've seen churches split and churches fall apart. And will there even be a church? And we put all of this work into this last five years, all of our hopes and dreams and sweat and blood and tears and everything that we have, and now it seems to be falling apart. In fact, it was in that moment where I sat on the side of the bathtub and told my wife, I don't think I can do this anymore. I don't know if I can make it. It's, it's too hard. It's too difficult. It's too crazy. I don't know if I can do it. The fact of the matter is there will be those times in your life. If you have, if you have a dream, here's what you've got to understand is that there is an enemy that wants to come against you and wants to stop you from the dream that God has for your life. And you've got to decide deep down in your heart that even when it gets crazy, even when something comes along and blindsides me, even when I'm surprised, God is never surprised. 
fact, God knows. You know, God doesn't ever call an emergency meeting. Hey, quick, hurry. Get the, you know, the Son and the Holy Spirit in here because we weren't expecting this. We got to figure this thing out. No, no, no. He knows even when we don't know. And even when it's hard and even when we don't know how it's going to work out, the scripture tells us in Romans chapter 8 that all things, everybody say all things, all things. That just doesn't mean good stuff. It means even the bad stuff, the crazy stuff, the stuff that we don't expect and we don't know how it's going to work out. But all things work together for what? For good. For who? For those that love God and those that are called according to his purposes. Some of you are here right now, and this is what you need to hear. You've had some things that have happened, some things that are unexpected, some things that are difficult and crazy, and you feel like giving up today. I'm telling you, don't give up even when the dream gets crazy. Number three, write this one down. Don't give up not only when the dream doesn't start off well, not only when it gets a little crazy, but number three, don't give up even if the dream takes a long time to realize. You know, I think sometimes we look at Joseph And we read his story, and because we can read through his story in a matter of a few minutes, we kind of have this thought in our mind that it didn't take very long, and that, you know, yeah, it was bad, but then everything was good. But let me just give you a little perspective by just showing you the timeline, the literal timeline of Joseph's story. Joseph was 17 when his brothers threw him into that pit and sold him into slavery. He was 30 before he actually became an overseer in Pharaoh's second and Pharaoh's second in command. He was 39 when his brothers came to Egypt and he was 41 when they came back for the second time. That means there was 13 years from the time he had the dream to the time he was second in command in the palace. Two of those years were spent in prison and the whole process from dream to resolution of the dream and all of that with his brothers took 28 years. We read that story in a matter of a few minutes and we think it didn't take very long. 28 years, that's a long time. And some of you are in the middle of your dream right now and you're going, it's taking too long. Like, God, I wanted to be married. I wanted to find that certain someone. Just makes me feel all tingly on the inside. You know what I'm saying? And, And you're not married yet and you're going, okay, I'm 20 and it's okay. But then I'm 25 and it's getting okay. And then I'm 30 and then I'm 35. And what is going on? And it's not going to, it's not going to happen for me. Some of you is, you know, man, I wanted that job so bad. And I keep getting, uh, keep getting passed over for the job. Man, I just want to just, man, I just want to quit on that. And man, I don't know what it is for you, but it just seems like it's taking so long. And because it's taking a long time, the temptation is to quit. Here's what you've got to understand. This is so powerful. It'll change your life if you get this. If you quit on your dream, that's the only way that you are guaranteed for the dream not to come to pass. Some of you go, it's too hard. I want to give up and quit. But as long as you hang on, there's hope that someday it might happen. The only way that you are guaranteed that it will never happen is if you quit. If you give up, and so you've got to decide, you've got to let that sink in today, that yes, it might be hard, and yes, it may take a long time, and yes, it may not have got off to the kind of start that I wanted to get off to, and yes, holding on to the dream and moving towards the dream, holding on to what God has for me, yes, it's difficult at times, but can I tell you, at the end of your life, looking back with the regret is much more difficult than hanging on to what God has for you. You've got to decide. You got to remember why you are running. You got to remember, you got to decide, am I going to give up or am I going to go on? You know, it kind of reminds me of the story of, 
of a famous, famous football coach, Bear Bryant. How many remember Bear Bryant or know who he is? He was the coach of, I mean, incredible uh, winning seasons at, at Alabama, just historic what he did there. And he was always known for being a guy who was really tough, one of those guys that you didn't, man, if he said to do it, you did it, right? And so one time in one of their games, they were at the very end of the game and they were winning by three points. And all they had to do was just run the clock down. All they had to do is just run the ball up the middle and let the clock run down and they would win the game. Well, the quarterback decided that he wanted to kind of surprise the other team. He thought they're going to expect us to run it. And so they're going to expect that. So I'm going to drop back and I'm going to pass it against what the play that the coach had sent in. And so they snapped the ball. He drops back to pass the ball and he throws it and it is, it is intercepted by the guy on the other team that is known for being the fastest guy on the team. And here's the guy running towards the goal line, about to score six points and win the game in the last few moments of the game, the fastest guy on the other team. And suddenly the quarterback begins to streak across, all the way across the field. The quarterback who is known for his arm, but not known for his, not known for his running. And he tackles the guy at the three yard line. The time goes out. He saves the game. After the game is over, they interviewed Coach Bryant and they said, your quarterback's not known for his speed. The guy on the other team that intercepted the ball, he was known for how fast he is. How in the world did your quarterback catch that guy on the other team? And Coach Bryant looked at the interviewer and said, it's simple. The other guy on the other team was running for six points. My guy was running for his life. (laughs) How many know some of us, we got to understand Hey, I feel like giving up. I feel like quitting, but we got to understand the stakes. What are we running for? We're running for our life. In fact, if you look at the what ifs, you know, this series has been about if. And so just think about the what ifs. What if Joseph had given up on his dream when he was in the pit? What if he had given up when he was in the prison? What if he would have given up too soon? On the dream, well, first of all, a whole nation would have starved to death because of the famine. Not only that, but all of the Israelites would have starved to death because of the famine. Not only that, but the 12 brothers, Joseph and his other 11 brothers, later would become the people that would begin the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. And out of those 12 tribes, it was prophesied that that's how Jesus would come. And so if they would have, if Joseph would have given up on his dream, what would have happened? A whole nation would have died. The Israelites would have died. The 12 tribes would have never been there. And possibly even Jesus would not have been able to come to die on the cross for us that we could have salvation for our sins. That is what is at stake. What if, what if on that day when I was sitting on the side of that, on the side of that bathtub, what if I would have given up thrown in the towel? This church may not be here. You may not be here. Over 600 people who call LifeGate Church their home, lives that have been touched, people that have been changed, possibly those things would have not happened. You've got to understand, it's easy to throw in the towel, but the only way to be guaranteed that you're not going to accomplish the vision and the dream that God has put in your life is to give up. And so you've got to hang on, even when it doesn't start off well, even when it gets difficult, even when it takes a long time. Realize that you will reap a harvest only if you don't give up. So you say, well, pastor, how do we make sure that we're not giving up on the dream, on the things that we're believing God for? Well, two things, write these down real quick. Number one, here's all we got to do is we got to remember, first of all, that God's for us. Isn't that what we learned at the very beginning of this series? If God is for us, then nothing and no one 
can stand against us, that even if it doesn't feel like God is for us, that even if it doesn't feel like it's going to happen, that even when I'm going through hard times and even if stuff happens and it gets crazy and even when it didn't start off good and even when I'm in the struggle and even if it's taken a long time, that I'm going to believe that God is for me and maybe, just maybe, God is wanting to do something in me, not just for me. you got to remember God's for me. Number two, write this down. I got to remember that God is with me. Everybody say, God is with me. God is with me. You know what I noticed in the story of Joseph? Over and over. In fact, I gave you some scriptures. You can go back and look at them later. But you know what you'll find out with Joseph? You'll find out that everywhere that Joseph went, Joseph goes in the, in the pit. And you know what it says? And the Lord was with Joseph. Joseph gets sold into slavery. A slavery. You know what it says? And the Lord was with Joseph. Joseph goes to Potiphar's house. You know what it says? And the Lord was with Joseph. Joseph goes into the prison. And the Lord was with Joseph. And everywhere that God went, or that Joseph went, God was with him. And here's what we got to remember, man. Some of you are here today, and you just feel like giving up. You feel like throwing in the towel. You feel like there's no way this is ever going to happen for me. And here's what you got to remember, that, hey, even in those times, God is for you. And even in it, he might even be working something in you in the middle of it. And most of all, that God is with me even when I don't feel it. And even when it's hard. And even when it's a struggle. That God is right there with me, right at my side. And so I decide in my heart, I'm not going to get tired. Hey, when I'm tired, I'm not going to get weary. Hey, when I'm tired, I'm not going to... I'm not going to give up because I believe the promise that if I don't grow tired and weary in doing good, then at the proper time, and that's an important thing, at the proper time, it may not be my time, it may not be when I wanted it, but at the proper time, I will reap a harvest of God's blessings in my life if, 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 if I do not give up.